Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the top three podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. And today I have with me Marley Major, founder of The Party Got It, a nationally acclaimed full-service event planning and catering company. And Marley is also the author of But Are You Making Any Money, a book I love and know very well. And it's actually on the Sheik CEO Books We Love list. I'm so excited to have you today, Marley. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be here. And, and as you know, this is one of my favorite things to do is to sort of share these war stories so that the other entrepreneurs out there make a few less mistakes than I have. <laughs> exactly. And Marley, you and I have known each other for a while now, so I know your background. But can you tell everybody a little bit about you, how you got your business started, uh, your book, and kind of what you're working on today? Yes. So the the backstory is, is kind of important in this case because the, the common question that most people have for me is, wait, a, do you still run your event planning company? And B, if you do, why do you have a book for entrepreneurs? Is it for event planners? And I'm like, well, event planners can definitely benefit from it, but it's, it's definitely not only for event planners. And so I really ended up carving out a whole segment um, to have an online business that ironically is called The Profit Goddess because I had so many struggles as an entrepreneur myself. And so basically I really started kind of coming up with a system to solve my own problems. So I am from Pasadena in California, and uh, I've lived here my whole life except when I went away to school. So I, I went to Georgetown, and I got my business degree and loved it and thought I was, of course, like way smarter than I was in terms of maybe my GPA wasn't the best, but I thought, hey, listen, I have everything I need to run a business. And I, for one of my business classes, I interviewed a chef that uh, was the chef at this really like well-known restaurant in, in D.C., and that's a whole other story. But bottom line is I interviewed him when I was a junior and decided I needed to marry him. He was 20 years older than I was, and I um, the only way I would ever see him again because the kitchen um, of, of 1789 of this restaurant was like, in the basement was that I would have to get a job there. And um, much to my parents' dismay, I did, and I worked there for a year, and he never asked me out. My senior year, I quit. He did ask me out, and then the month after graduation, uh, I we started. I got engaged, and then we started putting the whole deal together to open a restaurant back in Pasadena. So he was going to run the the whole, obviously the kitchen side, and I was going to run the front of the house. And perfect because you know, as a newly minted um, 21 year old graduate, college graduate, um, why not? And unfortunately, I was very focused on um, some of the wrong things. I was really focused on my revenue, and I was not focused on my profit. I was so busy trying to make, make sure that I had a million dollars in sales that I forgot that sales always have to be tied to revenue. Otherwise, you really are just digging yourself into a great big hole. And so in, as, as much as I learned and had all these great things, um, being in the restaurant business and then started a catering company and took over a venue operation and it all looked like super glamorous on the outside but the reality was that I was just working and working and working and 
just I felt like I was always trying to feed this furnace um, with logs, which were kind of like my time and energy, and I really wasn't getting anywhere. And I just was struggling, and I couldn't, you know, when you when you supposedly have this great um, education behind you and you can't find your way to a paper bag, I was in big trouble. So hmm. it really started affecting my marriage, and then I got pregnant and still working a million hours and really just digging myself into a bigger hole. And then I had ended up getting divorced and having a really bad skiing accident. And, and fortunately, finally I listened to my parents and my dad was like, listen, we have this opportunity to partner up with this other restaurant group. Why don't you just do the parties? That's what you love to do. And my ego was so battered at that point because, as you see, it looks like I have this really perfect life on the outside, but uh, on the inside I had this dirty little secret, and that was that I just really didn't know how to run this restaurant as well as I thought I should have. And so in 2000, I rebranded everything, um, partnered up with the, for, with the restaurant so I didn't have to be working in the restaurant anymore, and I started the party about it. Well, I was then, I didn't have the 100 employees and all that kind of stuff, but uh, if you, as you know, anytime you don't fix a problem, guess what? It comes back. <laughs> so comes back, even though yeah. I didn't have the, the 100 employees anymore, um, I still was chasing sales for my new event planning company, and I was not tying it to profit. And so I didn't have the overhead, so it was I wasn't making my problem quite as serious, but I just got into that trap of, of working all the time and not turning down any business because I was afraid, you know, it would be the last piece of business I'd have. And then I got myself basically into the same problem again. And one night I was at dinner with my parents and my, my and I was like, and then we're going to do this event and then this event and this event. And my dad, who has now heard this story for way too many years, said, okay, whatever, but are you making any money? And at that point, that was the real watershed event in my life it, because I realized that if you the the <laughs> tricks on this call will get um, that feeling of when you have like your tears just welling up in your eyes and you're just sitting there praying, please don't go over, please don't go over, because mm-hmm. you know like once they go over like the bottom eyelid, you will never stop crying. Right. And, I got through that dinner, but that dinner was really the moment where I decided, you know, i got to do this differently. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I have to change my own story. And that's what I set out to do. And, and I came up with a system to solve my own business problems and ended up writing a book and, you know, ended up creating a much stronger, healthier company. And now that's kind of my other moonlighting job is I help other entrepreneurs um, do the same thing and kind of get out of their own way and get off the hamster wheel. So that's a very long-winded answer to what's the story. <laughs> well, I love it. And, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of your book. It was very eye-opening for me when I read it. So um, we'll Thank go you. into that a little later. But I tell us um, – we like to go into a success quote before we, we jump into your top three tips. I'd like to hear a success quote, and how, what you tell yourself every day, something you definitely live by when you run your business day-to-day. Well, it's not only what I run my business by day-to-day, it's what I run my life by. And it's, I absolutely love Sir Winston Churchill's quote, never, never, never give up. And I said it to myself jogging 
so I'm thinking I'm never going to make it back to my house. I'm so tired. And I've said it to myself, like, going through a divorce, and I've said it to myself in the middle of all kinds of audits and everything else. And sometimes that's what we have to just remind ourselves is that, you know, you just, just don't give up. And I sometimes I, I, I say Churchill's quote um, while I'm channeling, you know, Edison and, and the light bulb and that it took him, you know, 10,000 tries or whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he, he wanted to give up at, you know, 2,000 and 9,000 and 9,999 and thank God he did so. I just keep telling myself that I've got to keep getting up one foot in front of the other, even though it's often a lot harder than it sounds. Very much. Totally agree. So tell us a surprising secret about you so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I even, after I said this secret, I was like, oh, man, like all secrets. It's kind of like it's a good idea at the time. And then I was like, oh, can I change my secret? (laughs) I'll just come out with it. Because it does, you're right, it does give a, um, it does give a a good window. And my secret is that, um, and I have like the double negative in there on purpose because I think it makes it even kind of lamer slash more impactful, um, which is that I've never not thought of myself as going to be a billionaire. And I, which is, I can't even remember, it's just, I'm sure since I heard that word, I was always like, well, why would you just want to be a millionaire when you could just be a billionaire? I mean, it's kind of like, you've got to go to work, so why not just, I think Donald Trump said something about that. And and people, the, the reason that I hesitate sometimes to say it, first of all, is, because it gets taken out of context and people think it's really all about the money and it is so not all about the money. For me, it's about gold. Like I love gold and I love challenging myself and I love seeing if I can do something and there are not that many um, female billionaires out there, number mm-hmm. one, self-made. Um, then two, Anytime I have a goal, especially something that's really hard and challenging, it keeps me out of trouble, and I have a huge propensity to get into trouble. So <laughs> I have to really have very big goals because otherwise I'm convinced I'd be like a crash-smoking pole dancer in Vegas or something. So I have things that like really keep me on the straight and narrow. And and I use, you know, I just use visualization and, and all that stuff to, to get what it is I want. And for me, if I like, I look at Bill Gates and I look at, at you know, Warren Buffett and people who have achieved that status, and they there's just like a calm about them. And I'm just, I obviously they have stress at work and stressful lives and things, but I think when you just know that no matter what, like financially, you're taken care of. And for me. I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship, and I, I think if I, if first of all, if I got that goal, it would keep me out of Vegas, and second of all, it it would allow me to create the entre, well, create and also promote what's already out there, the whole all all these entrepreneurship tools that are out there, because I do really think that at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is the lifeblood, not just of America, but of of the world and for me to be able to have that and have had so many experiences I think with what works and what doesn't work in business and entrepreneurship and small business that's that's why I want it and um, so that's 
another long-winded answer. I guess that's going to be the theme. I love it. I love it a lot. (laughs) Thank you. I love it a lot. Um, Okay, so let's launch into your top three tips for entrepreneurs that are not making any money, which is the theme of your book, which, again, I'm going to say this probably 100 times throughout this interview. Everybody needs to read this book. It made a huge difference for me, um, and I know it will make a huge difference for everyone. So the first tip you have is track your time. Can you expand on that? Sure. To me, every – it's all – tracking your time and seeing where you spend your time um, is the shows. It's not the root of all your problems. What is how you spend your time is the root of all your problems. It's also the root of all your successes. So whenever I get a private coaching client, one of the first things I do is say to them, "Hey, listen, I want you to track your time, and I want to see how you're spending it." And I get all kinds of pushback. Well, I don't have time to track it. I don't have time, you know. And and it's the biggest return on investment, meaning investment of time you will ever get in your life, because what happens is if you say, ah, I'm not happy with my sales or I'm not happy with my profit or I'm not happy with my productivity or whatever it is, if you look at your, your, your time and you just look at it over, over a one-week period, let's say, you can put things into categories. And that's when you just say, hmm, uh, no, that doesn't work. Uh, if I spent two hours less on social media where I'm not mm-hmm. getting a big bang for my buck, and instead substituted with my higher level activities, which let's say for me is sales or reaching out to customers, two hours of that, like the whole picture would change. And so to me, it's just a matter of looking at where you currently are. I call it your longitude and latitude. So basically where you're currently spending your time and where you want to go, and then using your time, you're using your schedule to your advantage. So you just keep substituting the bat that you know the activities that don't return anything, and we all have them. I mean, I'm pretty freaking productive, and I really know what makes me productive. Yet I still have places where I can be more productive, and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean more productive in order to work more. It might just be more productive in order to just relax more, rest more. But uh, the time is key, and to me, it's just it's like being on a diet. You know, it's kind of You've got to lose 10 pounds. I mean, obviously, unless you have a, a medical thing, it's, it's pretty much eat less and exercise more. And time is exactly the same, exactly the same way. Yeah, I love that. I um, I had to do a time audit recently, and I was horrified. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. most people, and to be honest with you, I output a lot, a ton, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially compared to some other people that I know. And so... <laughs> but to be complacent in that is still not pushing pushing me forward. And I, I, there's still so much more time that if I didn't waste it, um, I could get a lot more done. So, yeah, that was a, a huge eye-opener and uh, pretty pretty scary. But, you know, when you open your eyes to something, you're able to move move the needle a little bit and change your behavior. So that's that's a good yeah. one. And how do you, how do you uh, suggest people track their time? Just a simple Excel spreadsheet or, well, or what? What do you do? I say do whatever it is that's going to get it done. I mean, so I've done it on my, literally, I have a paper calendar in addition to like the calendar on my phone. So mm-hmm. sometimes I've written it on my paper calendar. I've written it like on a sheet of paper, like just a running sheet. I've written it on index cards if I'm in the car and forget. 
Um, another app that I really love for your phone is Paymo. And um, their website, I think, is paymo.biz. I'm also totally obsessed with uh, a new one called T-Sheets. And um, like that's like T as in Tom, like instead of T-shirts, it's T-Sheets. And okay. I love theirs because you can, uh, for us, we have employees and independent contractors. They can, uh, they, you know, we have them clock in and out at, at events or for projects. And it's got the GPS tracking so people can't skim on the hours. And um, wow. so if that's kind of a nice extension if you, if you have anybody, whether, even if it's an independent contractor that's a virtual assistant or whatever, that's sort of a nice feature. And then it also uh, is tied to QuickBooks. So I love that. And so, um, but again, the bottom line is don't overcomplicate it. Tracking your time, should, if it's taking you more than 10 minutes a day, you're way overthinking it. It should take you like five, maybe. So, so don't get crazy about it. Just write it down so that you can take inventory of it. Yeah, and I just the last point on that is it's sort of like going from eating fast food four times a day to being macrobiotic. You know, you don't need that huge swing. Just go from eating fast food four times a day to substituting a salad and see mm -hmm. the results, you know, and, and just keep getting towards your goal instead of, saying, oh my gosh, I wasn't tracking my time and now I'm going to track it within an inch of its life and I'm going to traffic a lawyer in, you know, six of an hour. It's just dumb. You know, just you're, you're, you're looking for patterns here. You're not looking for, that, you know, like such a degree of analysis. You just want big picture at first. Right. Very cool. Okay, good. So your second tip is write out your goals. Yes. And... This is not new advice, write out your goals. In fact, I'm sure everybody that interviews me just rolls their eyes because they're like, ay, 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 with the goals. But I have to tell you that writing out your goals has probably been the single biggest uh, reason for anything I've accomplished. And I absolutely think it is, you absolutely cannot accomplish as much as you want, or certainly not as much as you're capable of, if you don't write out your goals. And it just goes back to the whole archery example. You know, you can't hit a target that you can't see. And mm. it's it's very. I, in fact, I want to write a blog about it because um, I live in Pasadena, as I mentioned. And there's a, ironically, right down by the rose or right down by the arroyo, there's a, a whole archery area that I didn't even know existed. And I took this photo, and it was awesome because there was archery target, and I thought, oh, my gosh, if you didn't have that, that's literally what we do all day long, right? We just, we just start climbing a ladder, and we don't even know if it's up against the right wall. So I took this <laughs> photo of the archery target, and I thought, what if you didn't have it? You'd be freaking shooting your arrows all over them. You'd have zero hope, but that's what most of us do, like 99.999% of us do all the time. We, we're not even headed in a certain direction. And... The thing with goals is you can change them. You're not signing your life away. All you're doing is saying, this is the direction I want to go. And that is very valuable. And then I recommend that people, um, again, not a new concept, but SMART goals. So if you Google you know, SMART goals, it's like specific, measurable, actionable, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. It gives a really easy template. And it's, again, not something that should take a long time to do, but huge difference because it does act like the compass 
every day in terms of how you're going to spend your time and your business. And so you're seeing that if entrepreneurs are not making money, they more than likely have not tracked their time, or they're wasting their time anyway, on, on things that aren't producing, and then they have little to no direction on the goal that they want to hit. Exactly. And, and my favorite is when people say, oh, yes, I have goals. And I was like, great, would you mind just um, taking a quick photo with your phone and just texting it to me? Oh, well, I mean, they're in my head. Okay, well, then they're not goals. I'm sorry. It's, you can't – I mean, I've done goals. I, I laugh when I, sometimes when I go back into my files and I'm filing something and it's like goals. 1998, goals, 1990. <laughs> I've got so many, so many, so many files of goals. But the thing is, is that they have to be written down, and there is just magic that shows up with literally writing them and forcing that clarity. And so that's crucial. And, and, and literally, you cannot make money in your business. But you can't do it efficiently. Or, or Well, I should say, I have yet to meet anybody. So um, I guess you know, freaking Sasquatch is also out there too, but I haven't met him. But I have not met anybody who has really done uh, very well in their business without a very pretty specific rules about how they spend their time. And and I liken it to you wouldn't give your stockbroker, you know, $10,000 and say, here, invest it, and I'll come back at the end of the year, and I hope you have 9000 Right? No, you say here's ten thousand bucks, and I want some kind of return on my money. But with our time, we need to think of it the same way. So, what happens is entrepreneurs are quote so busy, and my answer is busy doing what? Because we're just mostly spinning our wheels and chasing our tails. So if we instead say, okay, I spent two hours on social media, which that would be great if that's all it were a week, and then I say, okay, great, how many clients did you get? Well, I'm like, okay, then look back a month ago. How many clients did you get? Okay, how many clients? And I'm not bagging on social media. I'm just saying every single activity that we do, we can tighten up. And so even if it's networking, some of my clients felt they're networking, which is work. Okay, yeah, it is work. But if you haven't, if you're networking three nights a week or three days a month, it doesn't matter how many clients are you getting. You're spending, you know, three hours a month, Two hours at the networking event and 30 minutes driving each way, that's nine hours. Nine hours a month. If you spent nine hours calling your top clients, that's a hell of a lot of moving the needle that you could be doing. And so it's about that shift from lowest level activities to highest that that shows up when you track your time and when when you write out your goals. And they, they really go hand in hand. I love that. I think that's so important. I'm in a mastermind with... Uh, John Lee Dumas, who has Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've also interviewed him. And being in a mastermind with uh, him and a few other people that play at a really big level, the the first thing I ever noticed about him was his intense focus on the one thing he does, this podcast yes. that, he, that he does, Entrepreneur on Fire. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing podcast. And he doesn't spread himself too thin. He doesn't... Um, he doesn't do things that aren't going to move the needle. And I remember in one of our masterminds, one one of the people in there said, well, NBC came to my house and uh, interviewed me today. And he, he literally, he wasn't being condescending or, or, or uh, rude in any way. He was like, why? And she yeah. was like, well, you know, because it's a good publicity. He's like, but 
but why? why? He was really asking, why would you do that when you could be working on your business? And that was such a huge aha for me. Yep. And I thought, my God, that's why you're the most successful one in this mastermind. Yep. Because you do not waste time on anything that doesn't produce a result. And that was yep. such an amazing insight. And that's, and to, the, to this point, which again, another long-winded answer, but I now have, when we do webinars, like whether it's this one or one we produce ourselves, we add up how much of my time it takes, not just in doing it, but in the prep time, the call in, the practice, the blah, 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 and then how much of my team's hard costs, because obviously they get a paycheck per hour, whereas I get paid, get paid, or in theory, get paid, or supposed to get paid, but, and then we put in what my hourly rate is um, based on other activities that I can do in order to generate, because that's how much business needs to come out of that. That's how many, whether it's coaching clients or products or whatever. And mm-hmm. when you put that, and we have that on our team meeting, and everybody has to get their time approved before they spend any time or it doesn't get paid. So you have to say, I need an hour to do this. And my next response is, okay, an hour at what rate? Okay, got it. And and I literally do the math in my head, and I know that I need a, you know, I want a minimum of a three-time return on that expenditure on that person. So if they make 25 bucks an hour, um, I know that I've got to net a minimum of $75 from that activity to make it worth my while. Wow. And it's amazing. When you, when you start really drilling down, first of all, it becomes second nature, which is kind of exciting. But when you start drilling down, oh, my. Uh, it's you start saying no to a lot of things. <laughs> like there is no way I can make four thousand dollars in forty five minutes on that, or <laughs> whatever you know, whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being. But it, it's just it becomes black and white. It's it's not a I should do this. It's a definite nope. I love that. I really really love that. So your your third tip is compare how you spend your time with your goals and then adjust from there. Yes, and this is crucial because this is the one of the missing links. A, a key missing thing is people who don't track their time at all. Okay, that's obviously a problem. But then what happens is it's like, okay, we get the data and then woohoo, we do nothing with it. We're just so excited that we get the data. And this is what I call course correcting. And it's absolutely vital because you have your goal. Okay, great. So you have your target that you can see. And you track your time so you know kind of your longitude and latitude. You know, okay, well, if I work 50 hours a week doing it how I'm doing right now, um, these are the results I'm getting. But here's the goal I want. And so if, if instead you, 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 use your, you use the data that you have and course correct and use that to, to tweak your strategy, that's when you really move the needle. But you have to literally look at it. And then you have to actually take the action of adjusting. So that's kind of like step 3A and 3B. It's not just figure out what the next steps are based on your data, but actually mm-hmm. to then put them in your calendar and to do them. Because it's, it's like one of those things where, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, great. You need to eat more vegetables and eat, you know, and exercise, boom, boom, boom. And then you don't, go put on your running shoes. Well, you're going to have the same problem. You're still going to have the 10 pounds in six months. So I'm a big one on, uh, especially when you're tweaking things, is to set where you want to go and then set a plan and 
and really, in the beginning, be like, how's it working? How's it working? How's it working? And uh, tweak it accordingly because we don't do that often enough. And then before we know it, it's like me in the restaurant business. You're just working, working, working. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like your, your guy, your entrepreneur buyer is like, well, what are you getting out of it? Right. So it has, the answer has to be plenty. And it has to be $2,222.95 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Can you give us an example of maybe a client of yours or somebody that you know that um, saw a major difference when they when they course corrected like this? Oh my God, absolutely. So, for example, um, I can give you a million, but one of them that I it's just uh, I have so many. But okay, one that I will focus on. She is she's got she's based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I worked with her, um, well, I still work with her, but in a matter of a couple of sessions, she came to me and was like, I'm not really good at the numbers. I, I, you know, I'm like intimidated to even talk to you. And she's like, you know, I've got this like little business in Tulsa. And and I hate when people say that because I try to make it, I don't care where your business is and you don't have to be the gazillion dollar business. In fact, you know, most most great things don't necessarily happen in, in New York and Los Angeles. But so I started working with her, and I said, listen, I want you to track your time. And what, what I do is I create recipes with them. So it's like we'll create the recipe of a key activity or one of your key revenue streams. And so when we did that, we obviously added up all the costs. We got all our costs to get sold of her, you know, her whatever, how much her camera equipment would be to rent and all those things. And then what we did was we tracked how much time of her staff, because she was like, oh, well, they're on salary. And I was like, well, that doesn't matter. They still basically have an hourly rate, right, because you can only work them so many hours. So when we plugged into that recipe, and then when we plugged her time in, she was like, and then she told me how she spent her time. I was like, do you realize that you going to get the gift certificates or you going to get lunch or you running errands, like what a foolish thing that is? And when she could see it in black and white, that when she – cut out of her recipe, you know, an hour and a half of her time, and instead mm-hmm. took that, brought in the guy that was $20 an hour to do it at the most, and then took that hour and a half, and we said, okay, let's look at a different recipe where you are, you know, calling customers, you're doing this. Her, she has changed her entire business model, literally. Wow. With, and, and the best part about it is that she didn't reinvent a new product. She didn't get a new warehouse. She didn't hire new staff. All she did was tweak where she spent her time and, and the activities she delegated. And I call it getting a, doing, creating a stop doing list. And that's mm-hmm. all the things that you freaking have no business doing. And it might be because you hate them. It might be because you're bad at them. Or it might be just because at this point in time, you, you just can't afford to spend the time doing that. And... She said, and the, the best part I love, I, for some reason I have a lot of times on clients who are women married to bankers or uh, finance guys. And, and she said, my husband, you know, he's been telling me the same thing you tell me all the time. And she said, he literally said, I cannot believe it, like you are like a new person. And that makes my heart sing. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have sometimes my coaching clients accomplish something than me. Because I'm just sitting there going, yes, yes, yes. Because you know what it's like when your husband is saying, you know, God, when is this hobby of yours going to make money? And I know how horrible that feels. 
Mm-hmm. And when, when you can finally be like, and, and her husband is like, man, he can't believe how psycho she is about her time and delegating and knows somebody yeah. else could do that. And so it's, for me, it's just fun to see where, every, where the benefits show up in so many other areas of your life, you know? And yeah. But that's, it's time and time again. I mean, I could give you literally 50 stories like that where people go, oh, my God, why didn't I do this sooner? And it's just, mm-hmm. just you've got to shed, you know, shed, shed the light on it. But it all starts with how much money do you make per hour, um, your real hourly rate, not your, yeah. what you are charging, your real hourly rate. And um, well, how high can you get that? And that's kind of my goal. And you, you outline that in your book as well. Yes. In fact, I outline my book, but in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because you just made me think of something. If, if any of your people want to, I created a little video on literally getting your hourly rate. And um, if anybody wants to get it, you get it for free. Just go to doubleyourratenow.com um, forward slash chic, C-H-I-C. And I literally walk everybody through, I, got, I don't know, I think it's like 10 minutes or something, how to get your real hourly rate. And that is the magic because people think, okay, I'm a therapist, I charge $150 an hour or something else. They're like, okay, so what's your hourly rate? $150 an hour. No, how much do you make? Well, $150 an hour. And my answer is no, you don't because you see the patient, you know, it, it, you, you've got prep time, you've got to build the insurance, you've got to, some of it gets turned down, you've got to set the appointment, they miss, you know, one out of every 10 appointments, whatever it is. And, so when you boil that down, your real hourly rate, well, when I did it, in the book I talked about it as my McDonald's moment because I was making less than $5 an hour. <laughs> but when you get your real hourly rate, and then, and then in, the, actually in, the, in the video I talk about how to get your, your, you set your goal hourly rate. So you say, okay, this is how much I want to be making. And the cool thing is, is you, you watch this video and then you're like, oh my God, I'm making you know a dollar an hour and I want to be making $100 an hour. And then you stop watching the video and you can actually go do something about it because you just start looking at your rate of return on your activity. So you can say, listen, if I call my clients for an hour, well, certainly you can't do that for 50 hours a week, right? But if you did that for an hour, you might say, I could bring in X amount of business. Yeah. And that is when you start going, oh, my God, that's all I should be doing. And that's what, <laughs> you know. It's so doubleyourratenow.com backslash chic. Yeah, doubleyourratenow.com, yeah, forward, yeah, forward slash. So it's kind of forward like slash the top sheet. of the slash. It's the forward slash chic, C-H-I-C. Yeah. That's the amazing email you me, but yeah, it's cool. So put that together for you. That's amazing. And so we all, then we'd like to ask what your book recommendation is for our uh, audience. And I'm yeah. going to recommend your book. <laughs> Thank you. You're sweet. Yeah, so... The first book recommendation is, but are you making any money available at Amazon.com? Um, but the, the one, I was not that bratty. I actually recommended um, one that I think is amazing called The Lean Startup. And I think it's just really, 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 really important for entrepreneurs, again, to get out of your own way. Just keep it simple, start it, road test it. Don't spend a billion dollars on the website. You know, that stuff is, is, it has its place later after you really know your audience. But there's just so much course correction that you have to do when you hang out your shingle and you think your target audience is this, but, you know, road test it. And so I just I want to 
um, be that champion for the lean startup because I was not a lean startup. I mean, I was so excited with business cards and websites. I mean, it was like I couldn't spend money fast enough because I was excited. And you don't you don't need to. So make it about the business and then reward yourself when you're making money. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's a great book too. So we always like to end our interviews with a challenge, something that you can challenge our community to do that will make a big impact in their business. So what is your challenge for our listeners today? Okay, so my challenge is for you guys to create a hardcore stop doing list. And um, I referenced that when I was talking about the, you know, getting your real hourly rate, but that is basically anything that is not doing one of three things. Um, directly producing revenue, cutting your expenses, or uh, serving your clients. And you want to make your business as lean as possible. And so my challenge is to find two hours a week of lame activities. And we all have them. And lame could be you could just cut back 15 minutes, you know, twice a week on social media. Maybe it's um, you go to the networking event, but you stay an hour instead of two hours, and you're just more purposeful when you're there, that kind of thing. Um, but find substitute, take, find two hours a week, and if that's too challenging, find one hour, and substitute it with super high-level activities that you know really move the needle in your business, whether it's calling customers or whether it's drilling down on your profit and loss statement, anything like that. And um, that is what I want to encourage everybody to do because it will make a huge difference, and I'm all about making a huge difference. So. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what that point because like I said before, you and I have known each other for a while now, that point actually um, did make a big difference for me. I was getting a lot of, you know, can we have coffee? Can I pick your brain? Can we, you know, do all those things? And I was finding that not only was I wasting, not, not wasting, spending right. a lot of time um, doing coffees and lunches and networking events that I finally said, you know, I can't, I can't do all this. So at our, we have monthly networking events here in San Diego. And whenever anybody says, can I pick your brain or can we sit down for coffee? I always just invite them to come to our savvy event. And it's a two to three hour event. You know, you pay $20 to get in and you get a drink and you get fed and then you meet a lot of different people. But at that point, I'm available. I'm ready. I want my brain picked. We, yep. I've made a little bit of money so that I could, you know, cover the cost of your drink and your food. And mm-hmm. you've met other people. And then I've saved myself probably eight to ten hours in a month and yep. packed it all into one. And that your your statement has what you know was the catalyst to that, and it made a big difference. I love that. Um, so, well, and, and it just goes back to, it's like, it's a tweak. It's like nobody's mm-hmm. saying, Stephanie, you can't hold those events that you love. It's just mm-hmm. saying, it's just putting out the challenge. Hey, Stephanie, how could you make those, maybe do double duty. Maybe make it so that you're doing the number of the month that people really are going to attend instead of just having them all over the place in multiple convenient cities, you know? So mm-hmm. it's about just the tweak and it's about just looking at, it's about looking at the numbers and then deciding, you know, where you most love to spend your time. Right. And, you know, I, I would feel so bad if I couldn't make it or if I had to say no to somebody and I definitely want to help as many people as possible. 
but I mm-hmm. just, my business was suffering or my team couldn't get answers that they needed because I was at coffee with somebody that wasn't producing mm-hmm. revenue. It wasn't getting their questions answered. So by making that little tweak, it saved me a lot of time. It, my time now is more impactful with our community and, um, yeah, I think that's a great challenge, and I hope everybody takes it seriously and is able to I, – I definitely hope that they reach out and tell us via email or on our Facebook page or something how that challenge is working for them. So thank you for that. And Marley, I just love chatting with you. I always, always learn something new, and I hope everybody um, gets the opportunity to go and see that video that you were talking thank about. You. Gets your book, and um, yeah, we we love you. and. Thank you Thank for joining you. us today, and we'll we'll have you on again. Thank you. And then um, I would love it, too, if, if anybody wants to stay in touch. I'm pretty, like, cycled about seeing you on Twitter and Instagram, too, but definitely on Twitter at The Party Goddess. So, um, okay. you know, tweet tweet you guys and, and tweet me, and especially if you have, like, a great business tip, you know, I'd love to see that via Twitter because I'd love to be able to kind of collect some of those and share them so that we can all benefit. So. Will do. Will do. All right. Well, thank you again, Marley. We love chatting with you, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher-level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.